the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. It's Friday night. <laughs> I know. I can taste it. Hey, don't be busting my Friday night groove with a with a clip of the creeper, man. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. <laughs> I'm in a great mood, Ashley. Super glad to be back in the studio with you guys. Haven't been here since Tuesday. If you're just tuning in, I am Andrea K. Dynamite and address busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy by the left, and sometimes by a few little rhinos. On the right. I'm every night of the week here, except for last night and the night before. Been a little under the weather. Don't need to bore y'all with the details. I will tell you nothing contagious. So no, I wouldn't be back in the studio tonight if there was a chance that I was going to spread anything pox, monkey, COVID, or otherwise related uh, to anybody here. Y'all know how much I love everybody here at the studio. Uh, I've got to give a lot of love to Brian Maloney, my fried chicken, my spicy fried chicken comfort food, dear friend, filled in for me last night on very little notice. And so it's always, uh, I always appreciate all my friends and family that that are a part of my show every day. And that includes you, the listeners, however you are listening right now, if you're in your car enjoying this glorious San Diego weather Thanks for tuning in to me. Sit back and relax on your way home. And if you're listening on the apps or just however you're listening, we appreciate you. The phones are open. 888-344-1170. Got an amazing show for you guys to get into tonight. The economy, it's the economy, stupid, as James Carville said. And according to one person today, we are 13 days away from a major economic inflation explosion. Why 13 days from now? We'll give you that information. Now, speaking of explosions, um, I don't know if that's the right segue. You know, Fa- you know, Fauci under fire again, but you know what the FDA should be because of what they're trying to do and what they have done to kids in these trials for these shots. Y'all thought COVID and these pan- the, the commie COVID uh, crackdown and pandemic push was over. No, that's continuing as well. Bob Walters will be here to round out this hour one of tonight's Andrea K show with his education segment. And then, of course, we're going to have other great content for you guys like Trump just killed it at the Faith and Family Conference. And we've got a lot of that content to share with you guys next hour. But now it's all about our Uno and 888-344-1170. First topic is going to be the economy. How concerned are you about it? Are you going to change any summer plans or anything going on with you? And it could be if you're one of the people caught up in, I guess, 6,000 flights in San Diego International Airport canceled or delayed today. Did that affect you? 888-344-1170. 1170. Before I go any further, got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. The state of Florida and our pension system, we have shares of... DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. 
I didn't even know there were shares of me, but apparently it's a good buy. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. you're never going to guess my hero of the week. We'll get to that a lot later on in the show. Uh, related to something we're talking about tonight. Should be interesting. Uh, well, yeah, you've got my attention. I'm going to stay tuned for GJ stay tuned. It is your show. <laughs> for Skins. Yeah, I'm going to tune in because it is my show, but also because I want to hear Skins has piqued my interest on Hero of the Week. That will be later. So You um, won't guess it in a million years. Yeah, but but we want to hear from you as well on what your Hero of the Week and what your Stink of the Week might be. 888-344-1170. All right. The stench of the economy cannot be understated. Um, and, and, and absolutely across the board. I know that we, people will see nationally, they'll see, oh, $8 a gallon of gas in California and they'll go, oh, you know, it's only $6 here. Baby, it is bad all over this country with inflation. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. Um, we now, we, last week, I think, Skins, you were upset that, uh, Sriracha, was on shortage. We'll get ready for the peanut butter shortage because that's coming whoa, as well. Whoa, 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 whoa. Peanut yeah. butter? Yeah. Monday, I think it was, or Tuesday, I talked about um, a certain product shortage that if that continues, y'all need to seek cover because if the ladies, and I mean real ladies, though, you know, um, don't get don't get a certain product, it might get really bad. Um, speaking of getting bad, uh, Frank Luntz actually did an interview today and y'all know I'm not a huge fan of Frank Luntz but the because he for many years pushed himself or presented himself as either straight down the middle or as a conservative pollster in which he was busted if not by Project Veritas by somebody somebody similar Um, but in this clip we can trust him because what's happening right now is the Democrats are hysterical over um, the, the economy as we're going into the midterms. And so they're, they're kind of like a bunch of Paul Revere's trying to, trying to warn the Biden administration, either trying to warn the, I'm not really sure what the strategy is here as I think about it. Are they trying to warn the Biden administration to do something different? Because these are all a bunch of, you know, green new deal people. Or are they trying to actually pretend like they care while they then, um, while they then try to basically, as, Pretend they care as they work to condition the American people to accept it's a little of both uh, as well as, you know, um, I, I mean, they can't they can't pretend it's not going on. They can't pretend it's not going on. So there's this there's a strategy at play here for why the Democrats. I think part of it is while they continue to try to blame Putin. I think it's also about trying to set the stage once they get past the midterms. Biden will be out. Maybe not right away. It may be, and maybe not until 2024, but there's got to be a strategy going on when you hear this level of honesty from a Democrat pollster. Skins, please play clip eight. Uh, yes, we are. And the tragedy is that we've tried to explain this to the Biden administration because they're the ones that need to know and they've refused the presentation. So on your show, I'm going to tell you what I would have told them if they had only listened. We are 13 days away from an absolute explosion on inflation. There are three holidays, there are three moments when Americans take to the roads and when Americans buy more food than at any other time of the year, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and the 4th of July weekend. And everyone's gonna be filling up their car 13 days from now, and they can't put $40 or $50 in their tank, they actually have to fill it up, and that's when the explosion hits. They can't just buy 80% of what they want. They have to fill their shopping carts for the barbecues and the the cookouts. And 13 days from now, the American people are going to come face to face 
with these higher prices and face to face with the fact that they can't afford it. You have to go back to 2009, 13 years ago, to find a time when these economic numbers are as bad as they are today. And the difference is that back then it affected roughly 60% of the population. Now, with inflation, no matter who you are, no matter where you live, no matter how much you make, you're impacted by it. And that impact will be will be felt shortly. What I disagree with him on is that we're it's already we're already feeling it now. I do think he's got a point when he says that people so far have been able to manage it in terms of let me be strategic and run all my errands close together. Buy here, cut back there. Buy here, cut back there. You know, a lot of people talking about how they they only put in as much gas as they're going to need to do like while they manage their trips versus if you've got to take a road trip, you can't do that. You got to there's there's no there's no minimizing the, the gas impact on that. Um, however, I think that there's probably a lot of people that have already been so severely impacted by the inflation that they've canceled those road trips. Um, but I do think that, that he's got a point that the full impact of the inflation isn't, hasn't necessarily hit. It's been, in other words, it's been bad. But wait till people get to holidays or road trips that because there's some and there's some people that would not even have a choice maybe over the summer, but to actually have to hit the road. I know of a few people that are in that position. And that's when the full impact is going to hit many people. And it's bumping up against the midterms. And that's ultimately and this is why he's saying I've been trying to get the Biden administration to hear me. And he's talking about a presentation of how voters are viewing this. And but something else I thought that he that he said was was really interesting. You have to go back 13 years to 2009. What what was going on in 2009? Who was in charge then? Obama. Barack Obama. What's that tell you? What Basically, what does that tell you? It's not it's not difficult. Right. And and but but what's interesting about 2009 is that when Obama was telling people in early 2009 throughout 2009 that he had inherited a bad situation for that he was tr- he was correct. The problem was in his characterizing that was he was trying to act as though um the Republican Party and George W Bush and their conservative principles are bad and he inherited it he inherited a bad situation because it was a result of conservative policies when the reality is George W Bush was there was almost no daylight between the Barack Obama presidency and the George W Bush presidency the the Wall Street bailout you know every you know um Businesses too big to fail, the manipulation of the auto industry, the manipulation of the housing industry, the idea that we've got to cook up these bad loans, we got to cook up these bad housing deals because we got to make sure that people who can't afford to buy a home get a, get to buy a home. Um, too many similarities, right? Um, uh, so basically what we had is 13 years ago was we had two big government, big spending Democrats one that was in office from 2000 to 2008 and one that took over the economy in 2009. And then what did he do? He did more of what George W. Bush did with that. He just continued the auto bailout and the Wall Street bailout. And he did um, the, the his green energy, new deals and left the border wide open, which George W. Bush did. So what 
was the and and we had for the first time under the under the Obama presidency for the first time in this country we had I think I, I don't remember now the stat but it was it was the first time in our country where we had I think four quarters of no growth in the economy it was the first time in our country that we had more businesses closing than we had starting right um, the the lives of minorities that were supposed to get better the lives of the African Americans didn't grow at all what changed. What changed and made this economy the greatest economic turnaround in the history of this country? What made it possible for African-Americans to have have the high, uh, the lowest unemployment in the history of that community, the highest wages and, and growth of wages in that community, the, the greatest increase of business ownership? It was Trump, who, who actually was a conservative economically and put policies in place against the objections of the rhinos and made it possible for us to have an economic revival. And what we need to be doing is, and, and, and if we had an honest media and if poll and, and if, and if Frank Luntz was, was honest, he wouldn't be trying to get the Biden administration on the phone to try to warn him about how the voters were doing. He'd be sitting there going, we need the same, we need the Biden administration to be doing what Donald Trump did. But he didn't do that. He actually goes on in the clip to talk about how, you know, basically that Trump, Trump wasn't any better than Joe Biden. They both, they both failed to understand the you know economic impacts of of you know um the average person when it comes to gas prices and that's a lie trump talked about before he came down the escalators he was talking about energy independence he talked about energy independence and he made energy independence a reality in this country which lowered the cost of everything and then he lowered taxation and regulation on businesses which made it possible for growth in this country so um as a pollster, though, I'm not going to give his polling, but I will share with you guys uh, some polling results. Uh, this is a Yahoo YouGov poll. And um, and what's interesting about this, this came from Breitbart. What's significant about this poll is that it comes from uh, establishment media, Yahoo, YouGov. And it comes at the same time that Nancy Pelosi and Liz Cheney's January 6th kangaroo court is enjoying billions and billions of free publicity, including broadcasting during prime time on most of the na- uh, the major networks. And that's so much about what this Jan 6th thing was supposed to be about, right? Um, if the election was held today, Trump would beat Biden 44 to 42% in a rematch. And I think that that is, this is skewed. I think it would be 80-20, right? This is the... Uh, this is the first time in this poll Trump has jumped into the lead. Biden's approval, uh, disapproval rating sits at a dismal 39, 56%. First of all, it, there's no way it would be that close, 44 to 42%. Biden didn't win the first time. Who believes this man got 80 million votes? It's ridiculous. It's insane to, to, to even think that. He's underwater 17 points. This is the highest disapproval rating in this poll. Three weeks ago, he was at 42%, so he's sinking. Um, this this January six committee these hearings is not doing a thing to bolster to bolster Trump. I mean to bo- to bolster Biden or to really damage Trump. Sixty one percent of voters disapprove of the way that Biden Biden is handling the economy. Sixty one percent. As bad as things were during the during the Bush administration and and George W. Bush, in spite of his big spending and 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 his and his nonsense and his and taking us into wars we didn't need to go to. Uh, he didn't have this kind of he didn't have this kind of economic impact after 9-11. Only 21 percent of voters want Biden to run for a second term, including 40 percent of those who voted for him in 2020. This is this is dismal.
The real clear average of personal favorable rating shows Joe Biden is upside down 9.1%. Trump's favorability sits at a healthier uh, 44% favorable. Imagine what Trump's favorability would be if we had an honest media. Imagine what his favorabilities would be if we didn't have a deep state that had been working against him because many people were were speculating that Fauci was not just in it with these lockdowns uh, and, and pushing all these commie COVID controls. Uh, many, many were speculating back at the time that it wasn't just about trying to make money off of the shots and usher in communism. It was about trying to tank the economy for Trump going in to the election. So we're going to take a break. In fact, fraud Fauci has reared his head. Evidently, despite the fact he was in hearings yesterday, I I thought the dude had COVID now uh, for the ninth time after having, I don't know what, 21, 22 boosters. I don't know, but he had a little dust up with Rand Paul. Did y'all see it? We're going to play some clips from that. And we've also got some shocking, shocking news to report to you guys about what this FDA has done in clinical trials against children and what happened to a 17 month old baby. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Big breaking news today. You parents wanted it, right? Quote, many parents, caregivers, and clinicians have been waiting for a vaccine for younger children. And this action, said FDA Commissioner Robert Califf, as they have announced that they have authorized both Moderna's and Pfizer's coronavirus shots for children under the age of five. This is a crime against humanity. There's a video out there with the FDA discussing one of the confirmed cases linked to a side, linked to side effects from the mRNA products, from clinical trials, there was a 17-month-old girl who immediately went into seizures after getting the shot, was put into a 104 temperature. This went on for days before this baby uh, then was not only kept in the trial, but actually was given a second shot. Who were you parents out there that would do this to your children? Children don't get it, and they don't give it, and they never have. In fact, I know we've got a caller waiting on the line, but I want to play this clip from from, uh, Rand Paul interviewing Fraud Fauci. Because let me tell you guys, if you don't believe that they would intentionally harm children for their power, listen to this clip. It's clip five. Dr. Fauci, the government recommends uh, everybody take a booster over age five. Are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster? Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated, Senator Paul, to indicate that that's the case. The, I believe that the recommendation that was made was based on the assumption that if you look at the morbidity and mortality of children within each of the age groups, you know, zero sure. to five, five to 11. Right. So, so, so there, there are no studies, and Americans should all know this, there are no studies on children showing a reduction in hospitalization or death with taking a booster. The only studies that were permitted, the only studies that were presented were antibody studies. So they say if we give you a booster, you make antibodies. So here's the deal. And there he's talking specifically about boosters. The reality is... There's no, there's no, there's no truth to the fact that children need shots. 
This was everybody knows now that this was primarily an, an issue for the elderly and though and not just the elderly, elderly, but those with comorbidities. This is a crime against children. We had Naomi, Naomi Wolf on the show talking about how uh, uh, the truth about what was going on with these shots in pregnant women and what it was doing to them. The FDA has admitted what is going on in these trials with children. This should not be happening in the United States of America. I've got a caller on the line who wants to weigh in on this. It's Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Uh, yes, thank you, Andrea, for taking my call. And uh, yes, I, I don't want to repeat what, what you just said, but that's basically what my message was going to be of, about how it started in Seattle. And we knew it was in the uh, nursing home and and then we were told that uh, it was people of color, uh, brown people, black people, because of the high diabetes within those groups. Okay. And that we were told children did not get it. But here's my real point that I'm trying to control my anger about mm-hmm. is where are the parents? Yes. How can you mamas and papas allow this? No, please get in the streets and shoot it out as loud as you can. No, no, no. They're your children, but they're our citizens too. And I don't have children. My heart is breaking. Aren't your hearts breaking, mamas and papas? No. Uh, right. Oh, Olivia, no. thank you for calling. Uh, yeah. The, ha, this 17... 17- what parent would put their 17-month-old baby in a trial and have their baby be a guinea pig? There's, a, there's no reason for anybody, quite frankly, under 65 to be get these shots. And, and given the fact that what Naomi Wolf and her team of 3,000 3, have revealed from, the, from these Pfizer documents, 55,000 pages that they tried to keep from the American people, these shots, they don't stop anybody from getting or giving COVID. Fauci himself just got it again after all these shots. We know that they're, call, they're, they're causing deaths or severe side effects. I reported last week a, a scientific report that came out about the blood clots that really were not even blood. They were some kind of hard substances going on. These were have there's the clinical trials have been taking place on the Americans and the and the global citizens, and it should have never taken place. And now they're doing it to babies and children. And everybody needs to stand up for it. These are the most vulnerable vulnerable among us. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that the Democrats pretend they care about and why they're pushing for gun control. Meanwhile, they're killing babies with these shots. Olivia, got to leave it there. Thank you for calling. Okay. We're All gonna, right. We're yes. gonna, Thank you. God bless you. We're going to take a break. Speaking of kids, we're, when we come back, it's Friday. That means Bob Walters. And he's going to share with us how the left is going after kids in the schools. Don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is. All while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, I've was thinking about saving this for the next hour, but I want to give a shout out to all you dads out there. We're going into Father's Day weekend, so happy Father's Day to all y'all out there. My man DJ Skins here, and of course, um, our partner in crime here every Friday night, Bob Walters, who joins me now. Hello, Bob Walters, call sign Don Quixote. Happy Father's Day weekend to you, my dear. Thank you. I look forward to it. I appreciate all my kids, too. They're going to do something special for me this weekend. So, Oh, great. I can't wait to hear what it is. And I'm glad you've got kids that obviously still have enough money, given this inflation right now and everything going on, 
that they can do something for you. So uh, that's wonderful because you do so much for so many people, including the listeners here in America and and the kids uh, with your dedication to what's going on in the schools. So what you got for us this week? Well, I got some good news uh, before we get into uh, some of the other issues that are not too good on Pride Month. But uh, in the good news, uh, you know, in the schools today, the most school districts have prohibited suspensions and expulsion of students, no matter how bad they function and operate, no matter how much shouting they might do against the teacher and disrupting the class. So paddling students, unruly and misbehaving, now is approved again in 27 school districts. Wow, that surprised me. Really? Where uh, is this districts in one state or is it across the country? Across the country, mainly in the southeast and the Midwest. <laughs> my south, my southeast, my peeps down the south, they're like, spare the rod and spoil the child, right? You can't suspend them anymore under federal law. Let's, let's give them a spanking. <laughs> well, you know, I, I put this question out to the listeners. I, I'm curious to hear what y'all think. What do you think of this? What do you think about them bringing back uh, corporal punishment? To the kids in schools, look, we need there needs to be discipline. There is supposed to be we're supposed to understand there's right and wrong in this country and right behavior and wrong behavior. And you got to learn it as a kid and um, be be respectful. So um, let let us know here what y'all think about that. All right. Carry on, Bob. All right. Uh, the secretary of education under Biden, uh, John King, opposes this trend and points out that 30 percent of the students disciplined are black boys. And this is grounds to abandon it. Well, you know, they got to get off this racist thing. If a kid is misbehaving and you're not allowed to suspend him anymore under the federal uh, donation rules, then you've got to do something to, to straighten these kids up. If 30 percent of them are black, so be it. Well, yeah, that means 70 percent are black. So what's the problem here? I know. I mean, you know, we that means what, what I don't know what percentage of other, you know, skin color, you know, are, are, are getting I, I don't really care. I don't even think that way. It's like, here's the rules. Here's what you if you're not supposed to talk in class, you're not supposed to do this or whatever. Get your phones out, whatever it is, then it, it doesn't matter. See, this is this just goes to show that they're really not about equality This they're, or equity. Right. Yeah. Because they would. They, it, yeah. They, they're but they're not interested in that because re, true equity, because true equity would mean everybody has to follow the same rules and everybody is subject to the same punishment. Why should um, I, I, I guess now they're trying to get rid of all punishment, um, but it's under the phony guise of discrimination. And that's just it, it's it's unfair to everybody, especially the kids. Yeah. And kid trying to learn when there's all this disruption going on around them. That's not very fair to, to them. Anyway, Ohio eases requirements for teachers to carry guns in school. It's mm-hmm. one of the first states. There's four or five others considering it, but that's the first state to actually do it. However, they must undergo approved training first. Mm-hmm. The Good. new law was signed by the governor this past week, and local, local school districts make the final decision. But if in their school district the, the district leaders decide to do it, the teachers can arm themselves, but they've got to go through the necessary training. So. I think it's a good trend, frankly. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we have a 
the Second Amendment should apply to the workplace. I mean, you know, quite frankly, there should be everywhere across this country, you should be able to carry and protect yourself, right? In in the workplace, and particularly in this workplace where we have children that are vulnerable, why wouldn't we allow when we've got the Second Amendment? That just goes to show how infringed our Second Amendment's become to where we got to have the government make it possible for, because, and I think in Ohio, it's every employee, not just the teachers. So, yeah, yeah, so it's like, I think that should be the case, you know, across the country but especially in the schools because the the people there the majority of the people in those schools during the day are children and they don't have the choice on how to protect themselves they're vulnerable so i'm not a huge fan of governor dewine out of ohio but he did right here he did the right thing then you got internships for high school kids is a growing activity that could really help young people get training in a Mm -hmm. trade program that might show them their career after graduation other than going to an expensive college, which many of them, frankly, are not even qualified for. So you're... Country, plumbing, but also insurance and other professions, and it's, it's during the summer. So they get actual training and insight to what kind of job work might be there for them when they get out of school, high school, and uh, rather than jumping into college or doing something else worse. I think that's absolutely brilliant and what should happen. I think that should, I think kids, um, first of all, they should be given the opportunity to see what is out there for work besides just going to college. And then, and, and, uh, and even if you want to go to college, I can remember how tough it was to try to figure out until you've had exposure, you've got to pick all these classes and, and decide what your major is oftentimes without really knowing what's involved in doing that work, right? If you're thinking about your, your, you, if you've got a kid who wants to go to college and says, Hey, I think I want to be an attorney. How about you find, how about we have internships? where kids can go and shadow an attorney for a day before they, you know, decide to go that route. Or in this case, you you know, not everybody's meant to go to college. Give them an opportunity to go and experience what's going on in, in the trades. And, and I think that this should be across the board, across this country, that these types of internships should be available. And it doesn't even have to be summer long, right? It could be just a few days or a week. How does somebody know that they want to go to med school or be a doctor if they've never seen what goes on? How do they know that they don't want to be a plumber if they've never seen it or never you know, exposure, give kids some information and give them an opportunity to get exposed before right. they get dedicated to four years and big and big money. And even and then even if they can afford to pay the tuition instead of it being dumped on taxpayers, you know, stop them from having to be dedicated to two hundred thousand dollars now, you know, for a career they may not even want. <laughs> yeah. And they do get paid for this. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do get made. Well, it's a, it's a summer job, and you get to you get to check out and see whether or not you want to go down this path. I, I love it, love it. Right, it's handled by the YMCA and the Boys and Girls Club. They're the ones that are setting it up around the country. Fantastic, it is. All right, college crazies. I got a couple of them here. Okay, Harvard University, kind of surprising. <laughs> All right. Holding the remains of thousands of Native Americans, which is actually illegal per a 1990 law. They did return 3,000 of them they'd held to native tribes, but they still hold 7,000 more in their Peabody Museum of Archaeology. Weird. I, I did a little checking on this, and I guess Harvard was founded originally, as original mission was to educate and convert Native Americans hundreds of years ago to civilized life and Christianity. 
I guess when they died, they kept their bones. I don't know. <laughs> that is, this is like the biz- most bizarre story I think you've reported on. Harvard's like bone collecting over the years and now refusing to hand the bones over. And, and you think about, about the, the, where today's left and Harvard is such a far left institution. Today's left is all about, um, res- um, uh, I can't even, I don't re- know the political correct terms, but it's like, for example, kids can't wear Halloween costumes anymore of, of, a, a, as Indians because it's disrespectful. Right. Well, you know, here we've got probably the greatest far left institution in, in America, at least in, involving quote education. And they were the OGs of stealing identities from people or misappropriating somebody's um, you know, I somebody's identities and all of that. I mean, stealing their bones. First of all, starting because you, we've got to we've got to transform these people away from their culture. Yeah, it's really unbelievable. It's bizarre. Well, moving on, George Washington University is dropping its colonial moniker because it no longer serves its purpose to unify people and to remember their past. It was an honor. It was to honor those Americans who built this country, but now seen as people who stole the country, stole the land and resources from indigenous people and even killed and enslaved them. <laughs> so they're doing away with the moniker of uh, colonial oh. after their name and the symbol. Wow. Oh, my it's gosh. Just, you know, people can't afford to, people can't find food or buy food or fill up the gas tank. And this is what these people worried about. Yep. Well, next, I've got a, I've arrived, being Pride Month, I found a number of things that are rather alarming that people are doing to celebrate Pride Month. Uh, Biden to direct the Department of Health and Human Resources, for instance, this past week, to expand access to gender-affirming care at a Pride event he attended. This particular focus is only on children under 10 years old. Amazing. Yeah. First of all, there's no such thing as gender-affirming care. They are using... Um, the same that what they're using for quote puberty blockers are basically the same medications that are used on prisoners for castration. Okay. Uh, your gender was quote affirmed by your biology and your chromosomes and your internal organs at the point of birth. Okay. This is just a continue the war on our children, Bob. Is, oh, it's bad. It's, I'll get some other good examples that are going to alarm you. Well, then why don't we take a break? I think that's a good time to take a break. And then when we come back, we've got more shocking, <laughs> shocking stories going on with again, uh, involving the war against kids. And then uh, next hour, of course, we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. So more Andrea Kasia on its way. 888-344-1170. Are you, have, have your children gone or, or to a Pride event? 888-344-1170. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show and sticking around through the break and back with us now is my buddy Bob Walters with uh I guess he's got more crazy stories uh for uh Pride Month and how that's being shoved on kids. And uh, is that what you got for us, Bob? I do. I have several items. In fact, uh, what alarmed me when I, and I'll, I'll repeat all these for the, the audience, but it alarms me that the parents many times are allowing this to go on for their kids, five and six and 12 years old. I don't get it, I, except, except they were raised in liberal colleges, and so they came out in that 
liberal craziness to allow their kids to be indoctrinated like this. Anyway, well, yeah. let me give you some examples. Okay. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nissel calls for a drag queen for every school. <gasps> she, yeah. She claims that they make things better and are fun. She's the first openly LGBTQ person serving statewide office in the state of Michigan, and that's her commitment that came out in the press last week. That is absolutely despicable. Drag queens are part of adult entertainment. <laughs> There's no there they serve not only do they serve no purpose to the child's day. Oh, they're fun. It, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. What a ridiculous excuse to sit grown men down in front of kids in full bizarre, freaked out makeup and thongs and all kinds of other weird clothing attire. There's there's no excuse for this. It just makes me so angry, Bob, how they're exploiting young minds. And, you know, I think it was last week there was a video that was taken of these parents that brought these young kids to a drag show in a bar and it had a neon light in the back that said it's not going to lick itself this is this is adult sexual um entertainment and it, you know and and if this was the if, if um your child was over at a play date and the dad came out the same sex or uh, um heterosexual dad came out in a thong the authorities would be called yep that's it's, true it, you know the hmm. well, in other parts of the country all right the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle is hosting a summer camp for kids down to 12 years old that encourages them to find their drag personalities. This week-long camp will focus on the history of drag and also create drag persons. The kids will choose a name, explore how and to make up their hair and their makeup techniques, and it costs $400 for the, for the uh, <laughs> camp. Obviously, the parents are fan it. And, and any parent that would send their kid to that um, needs child child protective services should be called. What are you doing right. to your kids out there? And, and you know what? This is and the reason why this is so bad is that if you have any idea of what goes on at these pride parades, this is a community. This is not about anymore who you love. Right. This movement is now involving they involving grotesque sexual kink quote kink activities on the streets in front of children it's criminal what's going on there's something wrong with your community when it involves sexual perversion and pedophilia and there was a video that went around a few days ago where a drag queen on top of a float at a pride parade sees some kids and i'm going to say this here sees some kids in the crowd and says we've got lube yeah, it's it's terrible. Really is. It's All right, you got LGBT advocates say small kids need Pride Month events and should hold gender talks necessary for healthy development in young children. The emphasis is on transgender kids in defiance of Republican laws such as have been passed in many states like Florida. They urge parents to start gender identity discussions with their kids starting at age two so that when they start to notice... That's when they start to notice gender differences. <laughs> my niece at two, one of my nieces, um, thought she was a cat. 
at two because she was I, I'm a dog person I don't understand this I could I could have understood it at two if she wanted to be uh, you know a silky terrier because we had a silky at that point named Tippy so Andrea if you're gonna have gender discussions at that two you might as well say, say you know what what type of are you are you an animal right I mean Lindsay thought Lindsay thought she was a cat because she was obsessed with cats at two <laughs> Two, before long, literally, you're going to be required as a pregnant woman to, to have stuff strapped to your stomach so that, so that sound uh, is going to be protruded into like audio tapes pushing transgenderism on, on your, your baby in the womb. Don't, don't joke. Oh, I'm, I'm not I'm joking. being serious. I'm not at all. Yeah. I think you reported at one point, Bob, that there was some state that was going to require... Um, in-home visits at some point. They wanted in-home visits where people coming in and um, reading books like this to newborns. I can't remember what state that was. Yeah. I don't th- I don't think it passed. But do you remember that story? Oh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was in Ohio. Wow. It didn't pass, but they tried to get it. Yeah. Uh, another gay organization is preaching it's time to groom kids right after preschool. They offer exciting summer camps for four weeks and have set up a number of programs according to Superintendent Scott Ziegler in the state of Idaho, which is kind of a surprise. For instance, how to raise money for top surgery without parents finding out. <gasps> Attend drag camps and do bar, gay bar hopping for kindergartners. <gasps> Better way to teach tolerance is, is what he ended his comment with. Oh, my God. Wow, Bob. I, you know. They were seeking to becoming someone now converting all our kids to homosexual. It's just wrong. It, 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 it is. And the reason why they're having to go younger and younger and younger is because they're trying to deny science. They're trying to deny children the opportunity to develop naturally. And it's child abuse of the worst possible kind. And, I, and I'm disappointed that there's not more people that I know as a part of the LBGT community. They're not that that. Uh, where are the good people? I'll just say this. Where if if you are a decent community, there will be more gay and lesbian people speaking out against the perversion of this community and what they're doing to children. We've got about a minute left, Bob. Anything you want to share on We the Kids or anything else? Well, just one briefie on Texas. They're celebrating Pride Month with, in, in a way that's surprising for Texas. But it's a state is it's a state has history of being openly hostile to LGBT people, drag shows are creating safe places in our community, according to the CEO, Ricardo Martinez of Equity Texas organization. It just goes on and on. It's probably enough for Pride Pride Month. Well, the thing, well, real quick, I mean, just another reminder that people think that Texas is so red, but there's, there's crazy in every state. There is. Just... That's enough on the pride thing, but I, I do urge people, because of the pride drift that's going on in this country, consider getting a hold of wethekids.us and get materials to help teach your kids American history and pride in themselves and in the country, not transsexual or homosexual activity. Right. And that's, uh, it's wethekids.us. Look it up. They've they got great materials to send you free. And it's a good organization that brings some American uh, history and and culture to our children who are devoid of it today. Well, Bob, you have a very happy Father's Day, and we love you and we appreciate you, and you're pro-American. Go, Bob. 
All right. Thank, now, you. thank you, honey. Now, y'all stay tuned. we got hour two on its way. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.